0: Welcome to Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. I'm your host, Melissa Brunetti. In this second season of Mind Your Own Karma, we're tackling the subject of adoption. Yes, adoption most of the time is a wonderful experience. You have the generous birth parents, the excited adoptive parents, and this lucky little baby. Everyone lives happily ever after, right? But what I want you to know is there's so much more to these stories. I'm an adoptee myself, and I want to bring all sides of the adoption journey to you in hopes to educate you and to bring understanding to this subject. We're about to get real and raw here, so let's dive right in. Hey, Karma Crew. Thanks for joining me today on Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicle's I have some special guests today. and In fact, I have a guest interviewer. (laughs) My daughter, Haley, has interviewed my mom for the podcast today. And my mom is going to share her story on my adoption and what happened and her take on everything. So it's pretty interesting. Um, And I learned some things myself. So I hope you enjoy it. And just to keep the record straight, this is my adopted mom. So not my birth mother, but this is my adopted mom telling the story of um, even what made them want to adopt. She's been very supportive throughout this podcast journey, and especially when I pivoted to doing a season about adoption, she's been very supportive. Some of this stuff isn't easy to talk about, so she's very brave to come on here and tell her part of the story and I'm just so proud of her for doing that I'm also proud of my daughter because I had my daughter interview my mom because I thought it would just be better if someone with an outside perspective somewhat interviewed my mom and that maybe she would come up with some questions that maybe you would have so I gave her my questions and then she kind of just took up from there and she did a great job so thanks Haley so let's jump right in and listen to my mom's journey about my adoption.
1: So this is Haley Courting,
2: waiting for um Nona Daga, my mom's mom, to call here. Here we go. Can you hear me? Yep. Cool. I can hear you. Good. Okay. So um let me pull up the question. Oh wait, first, um, I like to do icebreakers and um this is like totally on me, by the way. No, okay. I'm, I, I, okay. I'm making this up as I go. Um, that's good. <laughs> so I want to, I want to want you to tell me something random about yourself that I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah, that's and that's then I'll,
2: I'll tell you something I don't uh, random about me. I, I have no idea what I would tell you,
1: actually. Oh my no, gosh, let it. me th- let me think for me something that you don't know about me. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I guess. you know so much about me. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me think. Let me think. What don't I know? You don't know about It could be like,
2: like you have breakfast for dinner. Like, it could be anything oh,
1: random. It could be anything. Okay. Let me think.
2: Um, like, I don't know your favorite type of
1: cake. Like, I don't know oh, my mom's favorite type of cake. It could oh, be okay. anything random. Just like, okay, oh, my okay. favorite breakfast, okay, okay. this thing, or whatever. Okay. 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 Uh, my favorite cookie. Okay. Uh-huh. This cookie. My favorite cookie is... Macadamia, chocolate chip macadamia, but it's got these white chocolate chips with white, macadamia. I was gonna yeah. say white chocolate chip macadamia.
2: That's, yeah, yeah, that's my
1: favorite. That's my favorite thing. Now I don't know if you knew that or not, but
2: yeah, no, no, I think I love those cookies. Um, yeah. So I don't. I'm gonna suck at this
1: one. Okay. Um. <laughs> you know my favorite color? Uh, wait, let me think. Not for sure. No, what is it? Blue.
2: Blue. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So that's that's the only thing I can come up with. You know everything about me. Okay. Actually, that's my so, favorite color too. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll dive in here. It, okay. It seems to be recording. Okay. So we're here with okay. Nona Gaga. My Nona. Um, I'm Haley Burnetti. I'm taking over my mom's podcast right now. Mind Your Own Karma, and we're about to talk a little bit more about adoption. And I guess, first and foremost, um, just starting off, uh, why why did you want to adopt?
1: well, I want, we wanted to adopt because uh, we weren't going to have any more kids. Yeah, you know, we had one boy, uh Richard, and um, I had a pretty easy pregnancy with him other than being sick for three months, <laughs> but after that was over, it was great. But the delivery was brutal. Uh, did a lot of damage, and without going into details, the doctor said, think long and hard before you have another one if you decide to have another one, and so I was kicking and scared, and I decided uh, I didn't want to have to go through that, and mm-hmm. uh, your papa was very sweet about it, and he agreed with me. No, he didn't want me taking take any chances or anything, and we had Rick, and it was great. Well, when he was about two or so, we were thinking, you know, it would be nice to have another baby, and... We'd love to have a little girl and on and on. We thought about it. We didn't get obsessed with it or anything, but we talked about it. And then when we moved to Fremont, Rick was about three. And um, we got a little more serious about it. And we didn't quite know how to go about things. We had heard stories about how it took years and years for people to adopt and how hard it was and how expensive it was. and Anyway, so one day, I don't know if it was divine intervention, what it was, something in the universe, Bob was at work, and I was in the house there, and something said, look in the phone book, look in the yellow pages, and see what you can find. So I looked in the yellow pages, and I found Alameda County Welfare Department Adoption. And I called them, (laughs) and I said, we're thinking about adopting a baby. Can you send me some information? And they said, sure, what's your dress?" And I told them, and they sent me the information. And from there, it went so fast and so easy, it was like a miracle. Couldn't believe what happened. Uh, but within a week, we got the uh, adoption uh, forms, you know, that you fill out all the information, lots of questions and about your family life and your, your finances, the whole bit. Sent all that in. And within a week, I heard from them, and they said, come on down, and we'd like to meet you, and we had interviews, and um, a couple interviews, and one was, they had me, uh, had us bring Rick down, too, (laughs) a little guy, and he he was in a room, glass room with some other kids, and I guess they were watching him interact with children, all that kind of stuff, and... uh, and it just went so easily, and they said, "Yes, you know, you will be um, eligible for adoption." They came out to the house and looked around and everything, and, um, and then we just had to wait a little while. And but that's what we wanted to adopt because we 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 really wanted a baby. We wanted a little girl. We thought it would be so nice to give a child that didn't have a home a home, you know. And uh, so that's kind of how that part of it went.
2: Okay. Yeah, and then um, basically, I guess the next question would kind of be, like, did you notice any kind of trauma, like, versus, like, you know, bringing your child home from the hospital, like, versus, like, bringing a a child home that you've adopted? Did you notice any kind of signs of trauma or grief from the baby or anything with bonding either, like bonding with the parents? Did you notice anything
1: with that? No, actually, we didn't. I, you know, I heard your mom's podcast the other day, and she talked a little bit about that. And I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, that didn't happen with us. Of course, it was. I, when you come home with a new baby, you know, you're you're hurting yourself, and you, there's all kinds of things going on in your own body. I was healthy. I was strong. I was ready for a baby. Everything was in place. I could do everything for. Her. So I didn't have any, you know, any kind of a problem with. Was doing that. So I think that helped. But she was a wonderful baby. She really was. For the moment she came into our lives, she did not have one single day that she wasn't... I'm going to get emotional here. here it's fine, Nona. <laughs> I'm right here. It's all good. <laughs> but she was a good baby. She No, I never noticed anything, nothing at all. She's a smiley baby. Um, in fact, I'll tell you a little story. When we went, they called us and said, Uh, It was just right after my birthday in June. Now, see, all this went fast. It started in the end of February. Then, of course, she was born in March, which I I didn't realize that at the time. But she was born in March, towards the end of March. And by June, the beginning of June, we had her. So that went so fast. It was unbelievable. But she um, was already eight, nine weeks old, something like that, when we got her. So it wasn't exactly a newborn, you know what I'm saying? But she was a sweet baby. We were coming down the hallway in this place we went to get her a, a lady came out of a doorway on my right i remember she had a baby over her shoulder and she walked in front of the waist and the baby looked at me and i looked at the baby and i smiled at it and she smiled back at me and i told told your papa i said that's her i think that's her and he goes oh no i don't think so i go yeah that's going to be her and sure enough she <laughs> went into the same room and they told us to go into that room and there she was and that was our baby <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh my gosh and they were and it was and it was really crazy because the, the lady came in and she said, Okay, you can you can and this really kind of this kind of pissed me off a little bit because I think about it now hearing some more of the stuff your mom has been saying. They said, Okay, they put her on this little table and they said, Okay, you can undress her, you can check her over and I'm thinking to myself, Undress her? You know, like you're like you're checking out a like a piece of meat to see if it's good, you're gonna take it home, you know? It was crazy and, and Papa said you want to take her clothes off? And I go no, no, no. I took her socks off. And I looked at her feet. <laughs> I said, "Well, she's got ten toes and she has ten fingers. <laughs> she's mine." <laughs> and so, within a half an hour, we were back in our car taking her home. I mean, it went that. Fast. Oh wow! Yeah. Holy. Yeah. But no, I no, that the first day she was great. She ate, she slept, she did everything. Uh she did cry for a little bit and then I checked the, the instruction manual on her
2: <laughs> that your
1: mom posted. And it said she liked to sleep on her stomach. And see I was trying to put her on her side. Because yeah. in those days, you didn't want to put a baby on its back because you're afraid it's going to choke and all this stuff. Yeah. So I had her on mm-hmm. her side with a pillow behind her. But then I found out after I looked at that that she needed to be on her stomach. So I put her on her stomach, and boom, she went right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> she was a good little baby. You found think. the
2: recipe, as I know Yeah. Yep. Does. yep. yep. Um, so um, also tell me a little bit about the
1: medical side of things. Oh. Uh, you kind of yeah. had to... Um, you know, navigate. Yeah, that was that was a big thing, and that's another thing too. Um, first of all, she had a, a plugged tear duct, which was no big deal. They had told us that, and that was something that was easily taken care of. It was not as easy as you might think, because she did have to have a couple little surgeries where they had to go in and, and clear the tear duct. But that was minimal; it wasn't nothing hardy at all. But two days after we brought her home, I had her at our pediatrician for a checkup. Naturally, I wanted to, you know, make sure everything was okay and just get her started and everything. And within two minutes of him examining her, he looked at me and said, we need to make an appointment at um, this orthopedic surgeon. I go, why? And he said, well, I'm just going to let him examine her and then he can go over it with you. He didn't tell me. But, you know, I don't know if you realize it, but some people listening might understand. When you bring a baby in for um, a examination, probably right newborn. They uh take their legs and they press their they open up their legs and press them down so their knees touch the the table. You know, it's like, like a little mm-hmm. frog. You, you open them up like well her knees did not go down. They would not go down. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I really didn't. And so within two days after that I had an appointment with the orthopedic guy and um he took X rays and uh he came in and he told me, he said and he's so, matter of fact, I was just in tears. He said, Um, just want to tell you that uh, she's going to need surgery. She has um, no hip socket on one side and a partial on the other. She's going to probably be in body cast for over a year and then in a brace. And, I mean, he was just listing all this stuff. And here I am with this sweet little baby of mine. And I just, just couldn't hardly believe it. And um, But he was, oh, he turned out to be a wonderful man. But um, it was such a shock. And and. Papa wasn't there, he was at work and I went all by myself and so it was really <laughs> traumatic. But um so she yeah. had a lot of lot of medical problems. Um they they worked out and everything, but it was a year of just exactly what he said. They put her in a half body castrum right below um her rib, well, like, you know, her above her waist, like just below her bust line, all the way down to her toe oh, to her ankles. On either side, it was like a full-body cast, just an opening where you would shove a diaper up in there. Um, and then every six weeks, we'd have to go in, and they'd cut it off. They'd put her into an anesthetic, and they would cut off the cast. They would X-ray her to see that everything was was growing the way it should, and then they'd put a new cast on her, and she'd be in there mm-hmm. overnight, and then she'd come home. And every six weeks were a year. until so that that uh, hip socket on one side was completely... Finished and the other one um, was healed, and also um, along with all that, all that there was uh, there was just a lot. There was just a lot of lot of stuff that went on with that. But they after after that was done, before they took the cast off for the last time, they put a bar between her legs so that she, that it kept her legs separated. But she couldn't walk. You know, she she was out of her. I take that, She was out of her cast, but she had this like little Velcro bar between her legs, Velcro straps on either side. So she still couldn't walk, but she could stand. And she would stand in her, in her playpen and put her feet up and down. She was ready to walk. And she was in that for, I want to say, maybe three or four months. And then they took it off. And the day they took it off, that kid walked. She walked across the room. I couldn't believe it. She was ready to go. No falling down, no nothing. She took off across that room and walked to me and I remember he was Papa was at work and I called him up and I was crying. I said, She's walking, she's walking and my neighbor <laughs> came over and she was crying, Oh, Yvonne, she's walking, you know. The whole neighborhood loved her. She's you know, she was she was their baby too, you know. So um it was it was really <laughs> it was exciting and it was scary, but it all it all turned out great, you know. We didn't live you know, we were and Fremont didn't have a lot of a family no family around there. So you know, when she was like that, oh my gosh, they were they went over the top. Grandpa Richard, oh my gosh, she was so sweet with her and Grandma Mary and Grandpa Mario made her that special little cart for her to sit in, you know. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better family, you know, family support. So and through it all, that I'll tell you your mom was wonderful. Through it all, she never was a fussy Nasty little baby. She was the sweetest little thing, always smiling, um, happy. I mean, she went through mumps. She got some mumps from Ricky. We all did, and she she still everything was perfect. She she never she was never a pain. Never, never. She was a good girl. I loved her. I loved her so much. She she's just she was a good, a sweet baby. And 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 um something else I need to tell you too. When um when we told our parents and everything that we're going to adopt. You know, people say, oh, you know, what do they think? What do they think? They were all very, very happy. I know, especially my, my mother-in-law, she had five boys, and so the thought of having a granddaughter, she was beside herself. She was so happy to have a girl. <laughs> and we had her baptized. She had a big party, and there was a big cake, and, I mean, there was the whole bit, you know. <laughs> so she was well-loved and, and wanted by the whole family, the big Grenadie family and a little bit of smaller DeReevy family, but she was was... Very well accepted by everyone. So, but as far as the way they handle it, you know the-
2: mm-hmm.
1: that. And I'm a little
2: biased here, but I do think our family is like super accepting of like
1: we got okay. we
2: got Italians, we got people who are Hispanic, and like we got uh, Filipino. So, like, we, got, you know, we, got, we get all the good food. We win. Yeah, well, we do. We um, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no they definitely. were great. But one thing I wanted to just recap really quickly um, was th- that doctor you told me about previously a little bit briefly um, that you think he might have done something behind the scenes to kind of aid oh you guys and yes. keeping my mom
1: yes okay that's that's another part of the story when um when we got her from the uh, from the adoption agency um, they said she had just had a checkup in fact on the on that instruction paper that. At the bottom it said she had a, um, a, a, um examination and she was termed healthy, okay? All right. Well, that was two weeks before we went to our doctor and she was termed, hmm, having a big problem with her legs. So I, there's two ways to think about it. I'm thinking either that doctor was a real screw-up and he didn't catch it, which I can't see how he didn't catch it. That's just a just like they look in your ears and your nose and down your throat, they check those baby's legs. That's something they do. So for him to have missed that, he couldn't have been a great doctor. But I'm thinking that he didn't miss it. But he wanted to give that baby a chance. Because if they hadn't let her come to a normal family, you know, said she was healthy and, and we could have adopted her, she would have stayed in foster care and maybe gone to someone who was willing to take a child with a problem. But you know, nobody wants a kid with a problem. I mean, really, be honest. If you know, you have to be a very, very special person to ask for a problem. And so, um, you know, I really think that I like to think that he did that,
2: so that like my mom could be with you guys and stay with mm-hmm. you
1: guys. Yeah, or with somebody. You know, hopefully the person that got her um, would fall through. And see that's and there. Oh, there's this other thing that really pisses me off too. <sighs> The adoption should have gone through in six months. But because she had um, a medical problem, they held it up. They kept saying, do you sure you want her? You know, you can bring her back. And we kept telling them, no, we don't want to bring her back. She's fine. She's our baby. She, we, you know, this is a, this is it. We're, we're okay with what's going on. She, we had great insurance. My husband had a wonderful job for Lockheed. They paid for everything. I mean, it was it was not a hardship financially in any way. And she, there was just no doubt. There was no way in hell I would ever give that child up. But they kept saying that. They kept telling me, "Well, we'll just, we'll just wait until it's, you know, till she's all better, and then, you know, we'll do it." So it took almost a whole year. It was over a year before they finally signed off. And by that time, she had had her cast off, and you know, I think she might have had the brace still on, but she was being okay, you know, by then. And our doctor, the doctor that we went to for the um. The orthopedic doctor, he was livid when he found out. Because he asked me one day, he said, Well, is the adoption all final? And I told him, No, they won't do it because we keep saying we want to bring her back. And he just had a fit. And so the next time I saw him, he told me um, he had written them a letter and he he read it to me. And it was, I wish I'd had a copy of it. It, He just ripped them a new one and told them what he thought of them for their practices and how, how it all came about in the first place. And then holding up the adoption and he was saying all these great things about us. oh they're wonderful parents and how could you do this to them, you know and yeah. that didn't 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 do anything for them they just kept it up that was their policy so you know but but really you know i know at one point i was really upset with that doctor you know and i thought that's none of a gun he 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 pulled a fast one on us you know i thought no no i could think that or i could think he did it because he wanted to give her a chance so.
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a cool part of the story. I've
2: never, I've never known, you know. Yeah. And but I really think I, just... I, But that's what's cool too. Is like when you un un like unveil some things, like you start being like, you start looking at things in a different light. Sometimes you're like, wait a second, like because you, know, you probably wouldn't have really thought about the whole adoption thing unless my mom mm-hmm. like would be bringing it up, you know? Oh yeah. And no, you're like I thinking would... back on it. You're like reflecting on it. You're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah no like um that's like another side of it that a lot of people don't know like um so that's cool um but yeah i guess and this is oh this is a question that i have come up with okay on my own that i thought of right mm-hmm. before we we called each other here yeah um but how did you i, I was thinking like what, what kind of questions would i ask about like a child is adopted right and yeah. I was thinking, how do you tell a kid that you're adopted? Because it's like, you know, you don't want to, some yeah. people want to keep it a secret. Some people oh, do no. not want to keep no. it a secret. Yep. And then it's like, but, like, when do you when do you tell people? Because I did kind of briefly ask my mom. I said, when did they tell you? And she's like, I don't even remember. I just knew no. I was adopted. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And so it's yeah. like, how did you guys go about that, okay. I guess? Okay. Before I tell you that, I'll tell you a little story and why – one of the reasons why – we decided that at the time that when we adopt, that we will tell. Okay, in in my husband's family, there were all these people, friends and stuff, you know, good friends. They were almost like family. And there was this one family, I won't say their name, but they had several kids of their own, and apparently they had adopted a child, a girl. And I remember my mother not telling me when, about these people. She says, you're going to meet these people. And she says, don't, don't ever tell anybody this. She says, but the girl is adopted. And she says, she doesn't know. And this girl was a teenager. She doesn't know. Don't say anything. Everybody knew. Everybody in the whole family. I, all the Everybody knew. And nobody ever said anything to her. And so she, I was warned, no, never say anything, you know. And, of course, I didn't. But I always thought to myself, how could that, what's going to happen? That someday that's going to come out. You cannot keep a secret. Someday something's going to happen, especially now with DNA testing and all that. Of course, then they didn't have it. But, you know it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You can't do that to yeah. a child. So what we did and what I did um is after I think she was I don't even know if she was talking it or anything, but I would tell her a little story of how we how we got her and how I walked down this this the thing and I saw her and she smiled at me and I smiled at her. You know, and I it was like a little fairy tale type of story. And so ever since she was just a little tiny thing, I would tell her that story once in a while and she'd even ask me to tell her the story. And I would tell her. And so that's, she just, but we didn't make a big deal about it. I didn't go on and on and on, but she always knew. She always knew. And we started it early, very early. So, and that, I think it's better. Why wait till a kid is older and then they have questions and you tell them that's too much of a shock. If they know it right from the very beginning, it's almost kind of normal with them, you know. Sure enough, later, like, they're going to have questions as they get older. Your mom did you know, she got older with, you know, trying to find her her birth mother and all that kind of stuff, and that's normal and it's natural and it's understandable. But, but she had plenty of time to come to grips with all that kind of stuff. You know, it, it wasn't like a big shock all of a sudden. So. Yeah, no,
2: that's a good um, segue here. It's like. Um, Basically, how did you feel when my mom wanted to contact Nancy, her biological mom? Like she wanted to learn more about her. How did you feel at first? And also how old was my mom? I'm not even
1: sure. Oh um, that even. I'm trying to think. Um I she never said anything about it. Uh, see, there there was a medical thing that came and it it uh from a doctor's to from her Nancy's doctor to our doctor asking some questions about Melissa's health because her birth mother wanted to know. I think your mom had gone into that on her last pad, podcast about it. So uh, we kind of knew something was going on. And so um, I knew that eventually Melissa would want to know, especially when she was engaged and when they, you know, was was going to get married, and for medical things too, you know. Um, and so I'd say she was probably maybe 20, I don't know, twenty twenty one, something like that. I, I'm not really sure the age. But uh, at first, so I knew it was coming. And I was kind of interested too. I was, I was curious. I wanted to know. I, I wanted to know. I wanted to kind of find out what was going on for her. So I wasn't. I didn't feel threatened because I knew that her dad and I were good parents and that she loved us. So I wasn't threatened. Yeah,
2: yeah. No. And then, um, how did you feel when she actually like did come in contact with Nancy? Like, you know, we went up there to Oregon and. You know, oh, at least that even happened. Even meeting her and all that.
1: Yeah, that oh, that okay. happened before you were even born. Right after she had the, right after your mom had uh, your brother Matthew, um, Nancy and her husband and the two boys came to visit, and so they came over our house for dinner that night, and uh, I got to meet her, and I mean it was, it was it was okay. It was nice. I did not feel. I think I think Papa felt a little more, like. You know, he wasn't sure about it. At he all. was more tense, right? Yeah, he was a little more leery about the whole thing. But, um, she was okay. You know, Nancy was all right. And, um, I think she was just nervous and excited. You know, she wanted to see Missy's bedroom and where she slept. And, and uh, she wanted to see Missy's wedding dress. And Melissa had to put it on for her. You know, she wanted to see it. And so Missy put her wedding dress on for her and, you know, showed her and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I, I did not, I, there really wasn't anything. I didn't feel sad about it. I know a lot of people have asked me that, you know. Even my mom, you know, Grandma Mary, she was like, Mom, what is she doing here, you know. And, and I was. I didn't feel like that. I really didn't. What, what's the point, you know. I couldn't stop it even if I wanted to. And if I did, I'd, I'd look like a jerk. So, you know, i just go with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. And, like, I think sometimes it's like, um, like, oh, oh, this is another question I thought of. Yeah. Um, Um, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about how funny it is that a lot of people would say that you and my mom look alike. (laughs) I mean, I mean, just like, but it's just like, like, that was like an interesting thing because like, Kids tend to take on characteristics of this. Oh,
0: I know.
1: I know. I remember I had a a wall in the dining room and I had all these pictures, like a collage of pictures. And some of my friends from school, uh teachers they they would we come over here for bunko or different things and this one gal, I remember she she looked just oh, she looks just like you <laughs> And my friend who knew this that Lucy was adopted told Barbara I don't think she looks like her at all, you know. But she didn't say anything. But even at school, they knew that uh, that Melissa was adopted, you know. But Barbara didn't know about it. So when she found out about it, she felt, oh, she's, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I said, no, that's nothing. Don't worry about it, you know. But she felt embarrassed, you know. But oh yeah, <laughs> But it yeah. didn't bother me. But no, we don't, we don't look alike, and that's okay, you know. Of course, but, say we act alike sometimes in certain things, but. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but like that's the thing I wanted to kind of say too, even though I'm not the one being interviewed. I wanted to say like um that like um uh, like how people take on the, the demeanor but like also how I forget like when people bring up like if I'm being real right now just with you mm-hmm. um when people bring up um Nancy, I'm like, "Oh, that's Nancy, but I like, you know, it's like to me it's like Nona and Papa or Nona and Papa. Like yeah. my mom is like like I don't see like when I'm around the Brunetti side, I don't ever feel like an outlier. I don't feel like not included. And so it's like almost kind of like, I think it's, like, kind of like when you're, like, oh, you're asked a question, like, even, like, hey, do you want to do this podcast about this, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like, oh, I forgot she's adopted. Like, cause to you, that's your daughter. It's me. Oh, well, yeah. Mom, and then you're my, my Nona. So, it's, like, right. to me, it's, like, boom, boom. And it's, like, it's kind of a weird reality check when I'm, like, oh, yeah, well, technically. But I was, like, but technically, like, yeah. These are the people that I went and watched Judge Judy. Every day at 5 p.m. after I had my apple snack. And then before that, I would watch uh, Oprah at 4. And then we'd watch Dr. Phil at 3. Like, I know, right. the,
1: I know the drill. And you'd make bread on Tuesdays, okay? I know the drill. I know the drill.
2: <laughs> I know that's, what to
1: expect. Like, that's why when people say, oh, oh, the blood and all that, that just burns my butt. I don't like to hear that, you know? It, it, it means nothing to me. That means nothing. Maybe medically for certain reasons like that, but it, your child is the is your child, the child that you raised, and the one that you love, and the one that loves you. And you know that's just the way it is. There's no, there's nothing as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't. I don't even think about her not having the same blood that I have. Quote unquote. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and I know I say the same thing. Like quote unquote, because it's like to me it doesn't make. It's like it's interesting. It's dynamic. I think yeah. is the best way to put it. Yeah. Dynamic. Um But yeah, no. I I was curious about your thoughts on that. I was like, these are my thoughts
1: about it. Yeah. Um, and it so, helps to have a great family too. You know, that they have, that they has have no feelings that way either. Yeah. Well, that's something I, I love about
2: like our family. Like I said, we have like so many different um races and everything, and then we also have people with different sexual orientations. You know. <laughs> And we all just, they just, we're all just like, hey, you guys to eat? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're all comfortable. We're all comfortable. Come on, Joe. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to peace out of this podcast with Nona. Okay.
0: So there you have it. My adoption story by my mom and how I came into their family and what happened and how crazy, right? I mean for that doctor. And I did post the paper last week that at the bottom, if you look, it says that I was healthy. And I ended up having so many problems. And um, it just, it's so, I can't believe the adoption agency was like, do you want to bring her back? Like, it's just crazy. I can't even imagine that. Although I was listening to a podcast today And they were um, interviewing another adoptee that she said that a family had come in to look at her, to adopt her, and when they came in, they didn't want her because she had red hair. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And when she said that, it just broke my heart because she had red hair. They didn't want to take her home. So the next family came and took her home and she ended up being a blonde haired, blue eyed beauty queen. So there you go. (laughs) Um, I, who knows what they got. Okay. But, um, I was just like, wow, I bet your karma bit you in the ass on that one because you are, that's horrible. You're a horrible person. I'm sorry. I just can't even, can't even go there. But what I did want to reiterate was, the way that my parents told me that I was adopted because I didn't even know that part of the story. And that's what everybody should do. That is the right thing to do is she told me a story from the very beginning, even when I was a baby before I could even talk. So this was a story that she would reiterate to me every once in a while. And that's how I never was told. I never remember the conversation of being told because it was, a story that I had been told before I could even remember over and over and over again. So I just hope that some people that are thinking about adopting kind of take that, if, if you are adopting as an infant, take that into consideration because that to me is huge. So, so huge. So take a page out of my mom's book and do that with your baby if you do adopt. So this week on my Facebook and Instagram pages, I'm going to post pictures of me, my adoptive mom, my mom, and my daughter. So you can kind of see that part of my family. So go check it out and tell me what you think. Do I look like my mom? (laughs) It was pretty funny when people would think that I look like her, but. I think they thought that was just something that they were supposed to say (laughs) because we would just look at each other and we wouldn't say anything to them. We would just let them think that. (laughs) But anyway, on a last note here, I just went to talk about the Karma Files. I've decided not to post a full moon bonus episode. I have been recording Karma Files. Paranormal and Unexplained uh, podcast episodes, but I'm saving those, and I am actually probably going to launch that podcast in the fall, so probably around the end of September, beginning of October, I will be launching that, and then I'll be telling you about that then, but right now, I am just kind of getting some episodes in the bank, but right now, I just wanted to kind of focus the Adoption Chronicles right now, so that is where we're at with that So, as always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Own Karma podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, can I ask you for a favor? Could you please leave a rating, comment, and share this podcast to friends, family, or to your social media pages? You have no idea how much these little gestures help get the word out about this podcast. Don't forget to click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links in the show notes if you would like to follow and support me there as well. Lastly, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Adoption Chronicles season of the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.